Dan Radio Style, hope everybody out there is having themselves a great day. The apple of God's eye. Neville Goddard, a Goddard goodie, a Neville nugget. It's one of the best out there. And this one is fantastically short, sweet, to the point. And actually, what it's trying to pass to us is extremely important. Certainly within the book, Awakened Imagination and the Search. But it's important also on the whole scope of understanding how manifestation works. This book in particular is very into connecting the dots of how our inner imagination, our inner Christ, because he equates imagination equals Christ. The inner Christ, the inner imagination is our gateway to everything. Anything you want to manifest comes from imagination. They talk about everything's already complete, everything already exists, because it does. All we're doing is through imagination, we're choosing a thing, a person, a place, a space-time. We're choosing what we'd like to experience. And by imagining it, we actually create it. It's much like, assume for a second, you were God and you were creating the universe, right? And in the beginning, there was the word, or in the beginning was light, or in the beginning was love. number of different ways to uh, interpret what logos might have meant. But in the beginning was a thought process. And there was a decision to make something magnificent. In order to make something magnificent, you'd have to start thinking about what would magnificent be. Through that process, through the imagining, through coming up with something conceptually, the idea was born. And through that idea, through that concept, through imagining, it became real. And what that is, is that's a metaphor or an exact step-by-step -step document on how to create. And it is through the Son of God, through the human part of the I Am Presence, that we are able to create. Now, we've named that I Am Presence's child, Jesus Christ. That's the name we've given him. Sananda, I think also Yahshua. There's a few different cool names for him, right? But Jesus the Christ or Jesus Christ is the really the part that really sticks with all of us. It's the part that the resurrected part, the part that was the master, the part that truly acknowledged that I am the son of him. The acceptance of who he was was when he became the Jesus. And the Jesus within all of us is when we accept that the part within us that creates is in charge. That's what does the creation. That's what is creating for us. Goddard has really tried to hit that concept from about eight different angles in this book. It's exceptionally important to come to the one simple conclusion, to simplify it, to reduce it down to nothing, to a very thick sludge. Essentially what he's saying is, your imagination creates reality. Reality does not happen prior to it being created in imagination. Consciously or unconsciously, doesn't matter how your imagination's at work. What matters is your imagination, period. Doesn't matter if you're trying to control it or not kind of trying to control it. Doesn't matter if you meant it or didn't mean what you said. Doesn't matter if I was just joking. I didn't really mean that I wanted all people to be dead. That's your subconscious doesn't know. It runs off and does whatever you desire. The takeaway, the thing that Goddard's beaten us over the freaking head with, you want to change what's going on in your outer world, 
you change in your inner world. Not just how you're being and, you know, you've got to be the thing before you can have it. Yes, that whole aspect's true. Again, law of attraction's not simple. There's a little bit more to it than just think good thoughts. So you've got to be that energy. You've got to already have that which you desire. But you've also got to imagine it. You've got to see it. And then on top of that, you've got to realize that it is going to come true. Or as he says, you're waiting for Mary or as Mary to have your child born into the world. You're Jesus coming into physical manifestation or essentially your manifestation coming into fruition. We birth that through our inner thoughts, our inner beingness, and our inner feelings. These things are what project out like like throwing up in technicolor all over the place. That's what creates the reality we experience. Chapter 8, the apple of God's eye, which I think is just very cool. The apple did not fall far from the tree. And then the apple in biblical terms, right? The tree of good and evil and ate the apple and, right? It's just very cool. Anywho, what think ye of Christ? Whose son is he? Matthew chapter 22, verse 42. When this question is asked of you, let your answer be, Christ is my imagination. And though I see not yet all things put under him, Hebrews 2, verse 8, yet I know that I am Mary from whom sooner or later he shall be born and eventually do all things through Christ, through my imagination. Do all things through my imagination. The birth of Christ is the awakening of the inner or second man. It is becoming conscious of the mental activity within oneself, which activity continues whether we are conscious of it or not. Again, it doesn't matter if you're trying to use law of attraction or not trying to use law of attraction. It is always on. Always, bleep, always. When you're asleep, when you're awake, when you're not paying attention, when you're looking at somebody else, when you're thinking about somebody else, doesn't matter. 100% of the time, 100.0, not even rounding up, 100% of the time, you are using manifestation. I don't just want to say law of attraction because there's a lot to manifesting, and it's more than just what you're attracting to yourself. And we've done the 12 universal laws, and there's a whole slew of stuff, but let's not get lost in that. It's important to remember what we are imagining we are creating. The birth of Christ does not bring any person from a distance or make anything to be that was not there before. It is the unveiling of the Son of God in man. The Lord cometh in clouds is the prophet's description of the pulsating rings of golden liquid light on the head of him in whom he awakes. The coming is from within and not from without, as Christ is in us So many talk about the coming of Christ, the second coming of Christ, and waiting for this externalized version to happen. That's not what he was ever saying. The second coming happens in us. The first coming was him. The second coming is us. Us realizing our imagination is what creates. Us realizing that through that Christ consciousness, we create. Through the Son of God, through the Son of I Am, we create our own lives. And this is the great mystery. God was manifest in the flesh begins with Advent. And it is appropriate that the cleansing of the temple, which, ye, uh, which temples ye are, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, 
stands in front of the Christian mysteries. The kingdom of heaven is within you. Advent is unveiling the mystery of your being. If you will practice the art of revision by a life lived according to the wise, imaginative use of your inner speech and inner actions, in confidence that by the consciousness of use of the power that worketh in us, Christ will awaken in you. If you believe it, trust it, act upon it, Christ will awaken you. This is Advent. Great is the mystery. God was manifest in the flesh. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. And from Advent on, he that toucheth you toucheth the apple of God's eye. That's uh, Zechariah chapter 2, verse 8. Now, Advent, unfortunately, is not Lent, which is where we are now. And in fact, it's kind of on the other side of the spectrum. This is just the order I've been reading it. So, oh, well, I wasn't going to wait six months until Christmas or longer to talk about Advent. But again, it's the whole process of the birthing of our understanding that our imagination creates. And what he's saying is if you practice the art of revision by a life lived according to the wise. This last paragraph's got every bit of it in there. If you will practice the art of revision by a life lived according to the wise imaginative use of your inner speech and interactions, which means that we use our inner speech and interactions, the thoughts inside of ourselves, the actions we take, the actions of focus that we choose internally, if we used those consciously and intelligently to help manifest what we desire or to revise the part of the day that didn't quite go how we want, if we use that inner dialogue, if we use that little conversation piece inside our head, the thing that's always talking, it's the thing I talk to or it's talking to me. I think it, I think I'm the one that's talking and then other stuff's listening like a higher self maybe and lower self, whatever, right? We can get into a whole vast scary thing of the id, the, uh, the anyway, psychology's crazy. I don't want to get into it. Fact of the matter is, when we talk, when we focus, when we focus that inner dialogue on where we'd like to go, on what we'd like to experience, on where we're trying to get in our lives, what we're trying to experience, just because you see something you don't like, focusing on it, talking about it, all that just makes more of it. So I see a contrast. I see something I don't like. Someone's not texting me back. Someone ignored me. Someone was mean to me. Something happened. And I revise it. I talk about it like I'd like it to be. I think about it like I'd like it to be. I don't think about how it was. Because what you focus on in the past, what you continue to focus of the past, you can create in the future. Now, again, if you're focusing on something that's awesome in the past and trying to bring it into the now, because again, if you're doing it past tense, then that's where it'll stay. If you make it a now thing and speak of it like the I am, like it's currently what I am, then you will continue that behavior of the past. You will continue that experience of the past by continuing the inner dialogue, the inner thoughts, the inner discussions, the inner beliefs. That is how all of creation happens. Goddard has been trying to beat us over the head, trying to knock it into us. The very simple fact of what you think you create, what you are inside, you become outside. Everything starts inside everything. If there's something outside you don't like, don't keep looking at it. Look inside at what's going on. Look at inside at what caused this. Look at inside at what's attracting this. Look at inside at what's scared. Look at inside at what needs a hug. 
Look at inside at the conversations you've been having about things that aren't good, people that you're angry with, that you're having angry conversations and you don't realize you're doing it. And then you catch yourself, you're like, ah, just stop yourself. That's all you got to do. Or revise as he's saying. Once you realize you're doing it, stop, catch it, revise. Revise what you were just conversating in your mind. Revise what you were just imagining in your mind. And when you do that and live in the confidence that this is all you have to do, and that is truly the case, when you live in that confidence, you then manifest with great ease because you're not fighting yourself. You're not doubting yourself. You realize exactly how things happen. And when you do that, and when you accept what's before you, was created by you, then you no longer judge it as good or bad necessarily, is more of, do I want to keep it or not? And if it's quote-unquote bad or whatever, and I decide I want something else, then you look inside, you focus on what you would like, you focus on how you would like to revise this towards the direction of what you would like, and then you realize that's what's going to happen. This is how creation happens. Goddard said it beautifully. Two pages. Goddard said it perfectly. Imagination is the Christ within us. And through that, through Him, we will create. Through Him, we will find our heaven on earth. Dan Radio Style.